Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Everybody and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 166. I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, uh, joined by none other than the Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy of LA. Have I done that yet? I don't you think have, I have, but that's fine. Oh, I have. We'll right, be the other ones. You're Rob on Bryden LA. and Stephen Coogan. Rob Bryden and Stephen Coogan. What? Yep, that's who you guys are. Stephen Coogan is such a weird. I've never. Yeah. I've never heard anybody call him Stephen Coogan. Well, that's what this list calls him, and that's what I'm using right now. So it's like <laughs> a niche. I mean, that's like that's very Stephen British. Coogan. I don't know uh, who these Steve- people are, but they bicker and do impressions at each other. Apparently, you definitely know who Steve Coogan is. I'm looking you at do. a picture of him right now. You do. Yeah, All you right. do. I believe you, you don't. You don't. You do. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. All right, Jesse knows him. Yeah, who's who? Come on, you got to pick. I don't know. Um, here's all you need to know about about Mr. Coogan. Hamlet 2. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Hamlet 2. It was 2. a sequel to Hamlet? Just take some time pretty, one day. Go, go watch the movie Hamlet that, 2. I didn't think there was much sequel bait at the end of Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet 2. Okay. Go watch it. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll look it up. That's that's for another day now. That's not that's not what I mean, this podcast is he's for. He's in a bunch of different stuff, but like, you know. I'm going to go with Rob Bryden because I stand, I, I identify with the country of Wales. I feel connected to Wales. I've never been there. I just want to real bad. I think I would vibe you with want Wales. to be there. Yeah, he's Welsh. Okay. I want to go to Wales. I'm Rob Bryden. You're Steve okay. Coogan. Perfect. Great. Here for it. And they're such they have such a beautiful bromance. The two of them. Yeah, I love it. it no, that was another another easy one. No arguing as to who is who. You all filled yeah. your roles perfectly. And um, I can only people agree who are because not I know nothing into weird indie films. He <laughs> was the Roman dude in Night at the Museum. He was the little Roman figure. Never yeah. saw that movie, though. So. I would have paid you for a guy who saw Night at the Museum one. For only. sure, is that weird? For Did not sure. see it. No, that makes sense because I only saw you know Back to the Future one. So he was uncredited as having a cameo in Hot Fuzz. Does that help? I haven't seen Hot Fuzz. Oh so. my god, he actually played Laurel in the Laurel and Hardy movie. Isn't that? Oh my crazy? god, <laughs> that's wild. Well, what a coincidence! What a wild coincidence! You never seen Alan Partridge? You never seen Twenty Four Hour Party People? No way he's seen no. any of these movies. I don't even. That doesn't even ring a bell. There's no way. There's <laughs> doesn't no way. Even ring a bell. In the no. loop. No. Despicable Me too. I've never seen any Despicable Me's. Oh my god. Does that include Minions? It does include Minions. <laughs> 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 no, but I know every video game in existence instead. So you know that's, that's just well, a trade off. I mean, all right, yeah. I, like you know. <laughs> there you go. That's a trade off. Yeah, uh, come on, Jesse. Not all of us can work at Blockbuster Video for six years <laughs> like me. Yeah, exactly. But we're trying, you know, we're, we're re-educating me over on Patreon with the Rotten Popcorn Show. You know, we're watching yeah. the good oh, movies. Boy, look at that segue. Yeah, you yeah, ever feel like you're working with like another Laker? You know what I mean? Like you're all set for the slam dunk and they somebody else has to lay it up and throw it up into the air and slam it down just like you will with your subscription at patreon.com slash Pod, where you can not only get access to that new show that Mathis was just talking about, Rotten Popcorn, where we watch movies that are 
not movies that Mathis hasn't seen, but really just movies that no one has ever seen. And uh, it's the same. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it, 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 Mathis is none the wiser. He, he hasn't seen any movies. It's all new to him. But exactly. uh, come on down. You get pre-sale on merch. You get art every month. You get ad-free episodes. You get access to our mini-sodes, which we record every time we record an episode. It's a wonderful place to be. It's a great website. Yeah, we got double mini-sodes hitting today because last week I had a thunderstorm hit while we were recording, so we couldn't get the mini-sode out. So you get double Isn't that crazy? Feature. You know, Isn't that I mean? yeah. crazy that Weird that what I was talking about, and then a weird weather event <laughs> comes around and makes it difficult for me to finish my job. One of the many different things that cause missing 411 to happen. That happened um, to me on Scary Game Squad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that thing that 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 was weird. That thing on, on SGS that happened to you guys with the that like fucking... turned me into Dale Gribble for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're after me. You know, this this week I'm actually very excited though. Um, because we can now tell everybody we have a live show coming, actually. Ooh. That's right. Uh, Ooh. Follow us over at twitter.com slash Pod. But at the end of October, as tends to be the case with this show, we may or may not have a Halloween live show happening over in the L.A. area somewhere in the last week of October. So, again, follow us at Pod over on Twitter, and you'll see when the date goes live. Of course, we'll announce it officially next episode as well. We would love to see you. Come join us for... Uh, look, I'm just—I'm not going to spoil it, but there was something we were very, very excited to do at our last live show, and unfortunately, due to some tech issues, we couldn't do it, and it upset Dude. all three of us tremendously because it was going to be absolutely hilarious. Well, yeah, it's happening this time. You don't want to miss yeah. it. Yeah, we're doing it. Home trip advantage. We got this locked up, baby. Yeah, yeah. baby. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm we have so more at our disposal that. than the target across the street this time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the live shows are fun. They're different every time. And uh, it just uh, everybody has a great time and laughs and gets drunk. So it's a good time. Uh, this one will be all ages, I think, uh, as opposed to the last one, which was 21 plus. But uh, you'll oh, get all you Thank God you said that because I was about yeah. to be like, my butt is ready to be pinched. But but I will tell you, the show is certainly not fit for seven year olds. <laughs> just so you know, neither is of, my butt. Yeah, if exactly. you're out there we, and you're a, a child listening to us, like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, <laughs> what, like, like, why do you want fuck. this? Like, go go play Fortnite. Go jump Dude, around. You can play as... Goku and Fortnite alongside Rick from Rick and Morty. And, like, Goku whips out the red lightsaber and cuts someone down. Right. Can, I, can I tell you, I literally, there's a video on Twitter somewhere where guys like, this game is amazing. And it's him flying in on the Dragon Ball cloud as Chun-Li, he jumps off and pulls out a red lightsaber and kills a guy. And I was like, the future's here. The future's here. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's insane to me. Yeah. Gene uh, Park it, was talking about the multiverse, or he was talking about the metaverse, and he was saying Fortnite is the metaverse. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Might I as agreed. well just go play Fortnite. I agree. Um, boys, I'm actually very excited for this episode, though. You know, we had kind of a, I was, you know, we'll say I was a little disappointed with the revelations of missing 411. People were were talking about how you were really hurt and they were like, Jesse and Alex are trying to like bring him back from the brink. And I was like, <laughs> it doesn't mean everything's made up, man. Come on. Yeah, no, just but that one topic. You Satan know, you might want still it. up. He might be out there still, dude. Yeah. You Don't worry, know. man. He might have just, just been busy with other people's prayers. Come on, man. And I wanted to do, you know, the, the plan was to immediately start jumping into our next serial killer uh, series of Jeffrey Dahmer. But we're going to put that on hold for something that I want to be one part, but may end up being two parts. We're diving back into a world people have been dying to go back to for a long time now. It's time to go back to aliens. 
More specifically, the Coronado abduction scenario that happened Coronado. in 1994 in Hotel Coronado. Where no way. Oh, I thought you were talking about like conquistadors. I was like, what the no. hell? In, <laughs> in San Diego? Uh, yeah, it's a Coronado Island, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. correct, that one. Dude, uh, this place on this, is There was a up. UFO conference. Uh, everybody was there, including the president of the United States himself, Bill Clinton. And he was at the UFO conference? He, yeah, he was giving a speech over at the UFO conference. You got to remember, Clinton was always and always had been like very into UFOs. Very Hillary, too, actually. Yeah. She was talking shit. She was talking big game on late night shows leading up to the election. And what makes it so interesting is that multiple people on the very same night all had very different but still alien encounters in a hotel that was surrounded by the Secret Service and then not everybody experienced, which we'll talk a little bit more about in terms of... Whoa, so everyone saw something different? Yes, but what's interesting about it, and we'll talk more about it when we get to it, is what they all experienced are still common like abduction scenario. So, for instance, uh, one room had a gray. Grays were there. What? But in the another whoa, room, whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't say one, <laughs> one room, room had a gray. Grays were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> one, one abduction scenario in this hotel had grays. Is this like escape the, rooms, or like is this like when you go to a no, haunted no, house and it's we're like talking about hotels at this night is when the they room went to bed? The no, like, they like, like appeared in the room, like bright light. They appeared, people became no. paralyzed, and abduction scenario things started taking place. One room had like a very typical gray encounter, but another room had an encounter with, if you remember talking about them way back in the day, the praying mantis aliens that we had spoken about what? way back in episode, no, I believe it was three. this is gonna three. be my um, favorite episode ever. This sounds insane. <laughs> it is a fascinating tale. Uh, which Did again, we will get the to. drinks. What right, I, I got it. It's, it's interesting. And then there's a bunch of other other encounters as well that hold a little bit. I don't want to. I'm jumping ahead. I, I really want to talk about those things, but we'll get to them when we get to them. So this was in 1994. Uh, but before we talk about anything else, let's, of course, talk about our sources. Uh, two books in particular that we ended up using for or that I ended up using rather for this encounter. First is the book by Jacques Vallée, Dimensions, a Casebook of Alien Contact. Oh, well, Jacques uh, Vallée. I mean, I, I mean, you got you got your, your first like real taste of Jacques Vallée on the alien documentary that oh, we watched for Rotten yeah. Popcorn. Oh, yeah. 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 It is, if, if you are into ufology at all, this is a, one of those must read books to like on ground level alien stuff because Jacques Vallée goes less on like the physical existence of aliens and more that that dimensional reality kind of um explanation yeah, like, as to where they come like from. mushrooms version of aliens yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great way to explain it like the mushroom versions of what these things might be um but the other book we ended up using as well is coronado the president the secret service and alien abductions written by yvonne r smith who is the uh ther the therapist that worked with all of these coronado uh, victims, I guess you could call them, or, or people who who experience stuff here. Um, and so her book has all the medical files that you can you can look at. They're all like scanned in photos of evidence of them actually, you know, having gone to the convention. Uh, and she kind of goes through each case. And it's important to know about Yvonne specifically uh, is that she is a uh, hypnotherapist, of course, specifically. Um, she became working, began working with people specifically with PTSD in the late 80s. And in the 90s, she kind of fell into like their the people who have had uh, abduction scenarios and approached it from a PTSD angle of, um, you know, maybe family trauma or abuse that caused these people to 
believe that they were being uh, abducted by aliens because the brain's way of masking the truth of what happened so you can kind of move on with your life. Um, but she particularly is, uh, like highly, like, I just want to talk about, uh, she's got her degree from the California hypnosis motivation Institute, the only accredited institution in the United States for hypnotherapy accredited by who Dr. Strange. (laughs) 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 Um, she founded the Close Encounter Research Organization, later renamed the Close Encounter Resource Organization, and has kind of been involved in the UFO world from the early 90s onward. Uh, if Again, if you're interested in this case specifically, I would highly suggest this book, even for just like the historical context and some of the newspaper clippings and the medical examination. We have like photos of the wounds on some of these people and the object that was taken out of their uh, of their wounds, like little scoops, which were found to be a weird glass with a fibrous material around it and nothing more. Uh, very weird stuff. And we'll get to that, I promise. And that might be episode two because we need to rewind even further. The last time we talked about aliens in this in this regard was episode like three or four, something like first first batch of episodes. And we talked in about this regard. Yeah, we, we talked about in that time. Maybe you kind of remember a little bit was the 12 alien species Theory. Oh yes, sure. Which the is where we whites. got the mantis people and the Correct. the tall whites and the other racist aliens. Yeah, I yeah. want to go through in a little bit more detail than last time what these twelve races are because we see a bunch of them in this situation, uh, all in the same night. And I just want to re-talk about all these, and, and, and depending how much time okay. we have left, we might. But yeah, we got to start. Wait, whoa. So we're du- they, you've already announced this is a double episode. It may be a double episode. It depends on how long it takes us to get through these. Races of aliens. No, we well, go though. quickly because they're all fake. But yes, all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is all very important because the abduction scenarios that happened at the Coronado Hotel, each one correlates very, very similarly to those specific races. So, for instance, the gray encounters had were more about uh, the starseed program, the the hybrids that they have been creating. In fact, a lot of what ends up happening through the hypnotherapy is a lot of these people who were abducted that night end up coming forward with abduction scenarios that they had no idea of throughout their childhood and it all kind of weirdly connects but again we're jumping ahead a little bit so let's start with the 12 alien species theory judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For those who don't remember what it is, it's the idea that visiting Earth itself is that there are 12 distinct alien species. Some of them have reached out and worked with governments uh, officially. Others are just swinging by and doing what they want. Um, There is uh, and then there's a theory that Earth itself is kind of this 
control planet for these aliens. And, you know, it's more like a gas station pit stop that they come by, get what they need and kind of like leave. We're, we're in the boonies, so they don't, you know, they don't, we're not like super important. Um, but the 12 alien species, you're, you'll definitely have heard of some. I bet you the rest you probably have forgotten at this point. So let's start. Is the gas station part of the theory? Us being a gas it's station? More, when we talk, after we talk about the alien abductions themselves and why they may have happened or what was causing it, that's where the theory of like, maybe I, they were just here to, to piss off the I don't president. like the gas station theory. <laughs> it's I'm, not a fun one. I, well, the idea of us being a zoo fine yeah us being like a testing ground fine us being like a prison planet fine but the gas station theory just seems weird because like <laughs> in my mind it's like yeah we're gonna go down to the gas station pick us up a six-pack of humans you know what I mean? like it's yeah, very yeah, exactly. weird i don't like that <laughs> well according to the contract that the grays signed with eisenhower back in the 40s is they had Shut 650,000 allowances uh, of humans that they could take but they may not actually be holding to that and may be doing whatever they want because According to President Bill Clinton himself, if we were at war with any of these aliens, we wouldn't be around to be talking about the war with the aliens. So, you know, well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, what are we going to do? We can't like force them to stick to their word. What are we going to do for them? And the big thing, too, is, you know, one of the reasons they may even be taking us is because we're one of the very few races out there that can that, like we can feel emotion that a lot of these people are a lot of these aliens are super intelligent, but they're like a mix of technology and biology and they don't really have the ability to feel emotions they're all purely intellectual and that's a reason that we're like a hot spot as well is because we're dumb monkeys but we feel a lot of emotions and they're trying to figure that out why it's important there's you know no real solid theory as to why yeah why it's important that we can feel emotions and what do they want from that like what is what is it that they want out of that is it just because they can no longer feel it and there's a curiosity there is it something that's very rare in the universe as a whole emotions emotions yeah the ability to have feelings you know and as opposed to being what these things might be which is a mix of maybe machine like again the grays are theorized to be mostly machine at this point but You're, we're, we're going on a mathis alien tangent so we're just we'll start so at the very all, top they're all vulcans the galaxy <laughs> filled with vulcans and we're there to captain kirk them be like maybe it's it's possible. It's very possible. We don't we don't know, and don't, that's what's so frustrating like, about it. Yeah, I'll be um, bones. I'll be like, don't you have theory. emotions? <laughs> yeah. You damn green blooded bastard! Right? And Kirk just sleeps with all of them, so they clearly have like. I at least that's not what Kirk does to Spock. <laughs> he sleeps with Spock. <laughs> that's not what he does. That's not what Captain Kirking is. <laughs> but Captain like, Kirking, what if it was? We don't know right. that. Yeah, we don't right. know. I'm we not against it. Yeah. I'm not against it. I love it. Let's start at the top of the list, this list of 12 <laughs> aliens with the most familiar, the Greys. You don't remember what we, the, the general, these are all general consensus theories. Of course, there's a million different ones out there, but there's, these are the most um, uh, regularly believed, is that the Greys come from a star system known as the Zeta, uh, Zedi Reticuli, which is a star system located somewhere in the Southern Celestial Hemisphere and are thought to be one of the alien races that are in current contact with Earth. They're about, according to them, and again, the information that comes from aliens can be suspect, uh, but they supposedly come from a little over 40 light years away, and they're basically our, our closest practical neighbor. They're the closest intellectual species near us, um, but they are the ones that, you know, they're not the neighbor that you want hanging around. Is that true? <laughs> according to them, that they are the, the closest species to us. Uh, I thought if it was to, Alpha Centauri was the closest, but there's no one there, huh? Is what they're saying? Yeah, no, no. So what they're saying is like the only ones here are the they're the they are the closest 
intellectual. Have you species seen Contact, Mathis? No. Oh, that is a real one that we need to watch. Yo, I know this is. Well, I'll be man, in, I'll be in LA a, soon enough. So yeah. this is a tangent that, like, I just want to tell you guys really quick because it's been on my mind. Uh, and now we're, we're talking about space. space. I was watching, uh, like, basically a scientist like give a talk about space travel. And how if you could travel as fast as light and that kind of thing. And he's like, look, I'm just going to do the math for you. Yeah. So he did the math and he was like, okay, so if it takes four years to get to another planet at the speed of light, that's four years for us. Yeah, not for the Earth. person moving. The person moving, I think it was like 63 days, something like that. Crazy. Yeah. So time travel is real, but just in the forward direction right now. So And, and that's why I think you need to like. Think about the perspective there that if someone could travel speed of light, them getting to us wouldn't be all that, you know, yeah. if they could, they could do it very quickly. Yeah. But that's assuming anyone could travel the speed of light again. Just Ex theory. exactly like where there's no way like mathematically it is possible, but practically and scientifically either it is impossible or we just haven't figured out that science. Yeah, that's why yet. scientists like wormholes, because it's simply easier. Yes. You just puncture the fa fabric of space. And time. apparently they confirmed it can be done. We just don't detect it to it. Like we don't right, know how. exactly again more. But if we had millions of more years to, to figure it out, maybe maybe there's something out there that has figured it out. We don't know. But the bad guy uh, like the greys rather are kind of like the generic bad guys of the aliens. We don't know what they want. They're the tall humanoid with the big Why eyes. The bad the guys. Because they're the ones that tend to have the most. I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They were pretty chill. Yeah. Well, Steven Spielberg kind of sugarcoated it a little bit. Whoa. Whoa. Do you think he works with them, Mathis? Real talk. Do you think he works with them? Uh, do I think Spielberg works with them? No, but I do believe he probably has more. He got, was given way more information than we we are allowed to believe when making that movie with the people he was in contact with to make that movie. So I think okay. he may know a little bit more. I do. Right. Yeah, the, the Greys are the ones that kind of treat us like like cattle almost. We're there to be scooped up to be implanted, to be milked for seed and, and you know, eggs. You're scoop. obsessed. Like, like, no, uh, that's just buddy. the graze. That's not You're me. You're obsessed I, with being milked for seed. And I'm letting you know that phrase has lost all meaning to me. obsessed with being milked. <laughs> just milk me, daddy. Just do it. Just fucking I don't, do it. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that typically swing down to earth. Your car goes dark. They just kind of pick off the people in the back alleys and like take them away. And then, you know, put them back with missing time, sometimes like miles up the highway where they were actually taken. Uh, that's the typical gray scenario. Now, uh, the grays themselves, again, we don't really know what it is they want out of us. We figure it's DNA or a, a hybrid program, especially with some of the people who have had supposedly been brought up to breastfeed their starseed child that oh, they yeah, star children. Yeah, that we that they you know, aren't aware of because the memories are kind of wiped every time. And in fact, one of the people at the Coronado, uh, the Coronado uh, abduction scenario had that very thing happen where she milked. already had a star child. She had no idea. And they wanted her to breastfeed it. And the theory is they're looking to like keep that human contact, maybe, you know, kind of uh, build that emotion between the parent and the child so that when they do get old enough, they can slip them into Earth without being detected. Because star children really look just kind of like humans. That's really all they look like. <laughs> I can't. I you remember can't. that? Come on. You don't, you don't remember the star Oh, I child? remember. Look, I, for years, worked an overnight shift listening to Coast to Coast AM. So exactly. trust me when I say, I absolutely know what you're talking about. I just. There's a whole Coast to Coast episode on like this, it. by the way. 
You're, uh, George Knapp actually interviews Yvonne Smith in that episode. Well, so of if you want to go, uh, go, go listen to it. You can no, just don't do dig that. it up. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. It's from 2014. It's kind of an nah, older Stay one, right but... here, baby. Stay well, right after here. this. Yeah, after this, after this. Uh, so that's, you know, that's the grays. That's the up and down of the grays. Questions, comment, concern, gentlemen, about the grays. We all understand the grays, right? The grays are the the intro to algebra of aliens. Exactly. Like, if you have, if you know anything about aliens, you know the grays. That's pretty Baby's much yeah, first exactly. alien. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now we go with the, the deeper cuts. The next on the list is we're going to talk about are the Sasani. The Sasani are hybrids that are particularly common across the cosmos, supposedly, and are believed to be of the alien races in contact with our very planet. Some even believe that we humans are actually genetic hybrids ourselves, um, which is can be contributed to the greys, the reptilians, as theories that go back and forth, but that we were just apes that were kind of scooped up. They fucked with our DNA a bunch, and then humans were created. And that's kind of like how we got the, the evolutionary boost pushed forward. And the Sasani are supposedly a hybrid that was developed not only by uh, reptilians, but also gray human hybrids. So it was kind of like a group project between these two species. Uh, their development was apparently supposed to be uh, found necessary after the grays mutated themselves through genetic, a genetic experimentation to a point where they could no longer reproduce using conventional means. And that's why they're here fucking with humans see it all connects they, they um so yeah this is fan fiction but please continue. no it's not <laughs> this is actually very true uh the aliens have landed no, on you earth can't this say is all actually this is right very now. true Listen, missing this sounds like look made up this sounds aliens like in the 12 theories the 12 race theory back no 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 this sounds like someone was like bro we got reptilians we got grays i'm gonna make a new thing so i can write my own book on this new garbage <laughs> like this is I'm fine with rept the fact that they're like, well, the reptilians and the greys got together. No, stop. It happens. There's a whole government system out there that we're not aware of. If you subscribe to the 12 alien. So theory what you're saying is theory. it's Jupiter ascending is what you're saying. Yes, it's all Jupiter ascending. That is the most accurate movie in the history of movies. Is that, that what you're was trying actually, to tell me? That movie was created as soft disclosure, Jesse, uh, where <laughs> oh, they're trying to prepare damn. the human mind for the reality of our world. You know, the Wachowskis. Yeah, I wonder. All this shit all the time. <laughs> um, no, but like, again, I don't necessarily subscribe to the 12 alien theory, uh, the 12 alien species theory, but it's important because if aliens are truly, if these these creatures exist for one minute, you know, we posit that they are interdimensional or something and they kind of attach to our consciousness. If one believes in these theories, I can see that that might be the form that it ends up taking for these particular people because that is what they are familiar with or expecting or what have you. Uh, but that's, we'll, we'll talk about that later we still got to talk about the sasani so the sasani after being produced by the gray uh, by the reptilians and human gray hybrids because the grays had mutated themselves so far far they can no longer bone and produce children the sasani were only able no to longer spawn bone. <laughs> what was that <laughs> you said they could no longer bone like a true scientist yeah they couldn't yeah that's what we are here we're true scientists <laughs> um, the only thing that the grays were actually doing at the time uh and, and still are is cloning cloning works but they can no longer genetically actually reproduce so you're kind of like stuck on the same generation of grays for whoever knows how are you long. A, are you a Raelian? Did you convert to Raelianism? Yeah, this is me. I, I finally converted. After talking about Raelianism, I keep getting ads, so I decided to click on one, and I saw the truth. I'm ready. Bring on the, <laughs> the, the alien jism all over the place. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Mathis is lying right now. Um, don't, don't believe that. 
don't I don't want anyone in the audience to be like, I heard Mathis <laughs> no, no, converted, no, yeah, don't, so I did too. Yeah, I'm on Please Jesse's don't. side. Don't join. I'm not on that side, Please I promise. Don't. It seems like they have a lot of sex. I will say that. That is true, actually, but not with aliens, which is what I want. So Or they're getting ready. They're pra- it's, it's all true. practice for something. Maybe they got like a uh, like a tantric sex guidebook made by aliens. I do believe that actually is part of the vibe I'm over there. I'm, you know what? Maybe I will. We'll recheck with me next week and see if I actually went that route. Right? I got a trailer for you to watch. Yeah, That's, they do. And it's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, they, they, they didn't want it. Like, again, the genetic variation and the genetic code being repeated over time is not what they were looking for. So Grace kind of went that way. Uh, basically they came to earth and convinced a few people to share our genetic information with them. And from this genetic crossover, the universe was blessed, quote unquote, with an entirely new type of being, the Sasani, who are, uh, in a way like our, I guess, kind of like alien cousins. They're like our cousins genetically, partially. Um, like Stargate vibes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched Stargate, but I'm gonna assume yes. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'm that. I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me. It means a lot from a guy who hasn't seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sasani, after being created partially by human and partially by the Greys, instead of being put on Earth, they got the grand prize. They got their own fucking planet. They got given their very own planet to start their new life on. From them, the genetic crossover, like, they, I guess it was unique enough or valuable enough where keeping them on Earth wasn't really viewed as safe or whatever. But yeah, they gave them a new planet and they were able to free roam and evolve into the best beings that they could be. And much like us on Earth, they were then left alone to evolve on their other planet. The Sasani have a stronger connection with their higher selves, some believe to be their psychic, uh, where psychic abilities tend to come from, and are believed to be where humans will one day be or evolve to be. Um, although these Sasani are specifically millennia ahead of us in terms of like their evolution and humanity's consciousness and awakening. So that's the Sasani. They are basically better humans. They are a better version of what we will eventually be that have been given their own planet. And honestly, it sounds like I would love to visit that place. Sounds kind of cool. So that's the Sasani. Uh, any questions, comments, or concerns of the Sasani boys? Who- so many everything, but but I have to, ex- in order to get through it, I have to accept it. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to accept that this is happening right now. We are in the alien universe. Uh, we are we are deep in, but we're only two knuckles deep. We've got 10 knuckles to go, okay? So here we go to the next one on the alien list, the Arcturians. Do you remember talking about well, Wait, the Ar- I got a question about the Sasani really Yeah, quick. yeah, please. I don't know if I'll be able to answer it, but uh, I'll do my best. I'm just, oh yeah, yeah. Who who named them? That's what they were dubbed. That's a good question. Why are they called the Sasani? Maybe they named themselves after years of evolutionary like, freedom is, on their planet? Is there like a, like we are called the Sasani? Yeah, moment? well, again, yeah, these are all that are, they're supposed to be con- contacting with, uh, in contact with Earth. So the Sasani, when they reached out to us, call themselves that. But where that name originated, was it given to them by the reptilians or the gray human hybrids? Or was it something they named themselves after evolutionary time on their planet? We don't know. Maybe it's, we have no idea what the, what the origin of that name is or what it could be. It could be anything. It could be anything. Okay. The Arcturians, of <laughs> all the species that are believed to inhabit the Milky Way, these are what are we considered the most ancient and wisest of all of these 12 species. They're said to be one of the alien races also in contact with our planet. And you can kind of think of like if like a good example that they give. And, uh, I, you know, I'll use here, too, is like if the, if Yoda could be assigned a species, this would be them because of just their wise, not the way they look, but the wise ancient nature of their existence. They're around for a long sure. time. They're very, you know, apparently very peace driven. 
Um, apparently, theirs was the very first system to be given the gift of life in our galaxy. And all of the other species, ourselves included, may actually be descended from the Arcturians themselves. They've mutated and evolved over time and now actually exist in multiple different forms. But the main race of Arcturians stands at about five feet high, green skin, large eyes that can, quote, see right through you. So, yeah, they, they, they're like your kind of typical big eyed aliens, but they're not as short as greys. They just have the green skin uh, and the big old eyeballs. They are a peaceful race that is highly skilled in psychic use. Um, you know, they, they don't really do physical combat, but they're very good at manipulating a mind or mental warfare if need be. Um, but they are, yeah, they're, they're the more ancient race that's kind of just maybe we, they were the ones that went across the galaxy and seeded life that gave rise to all of these species. And we are simply the youngest of the many species throughout the Milky Way galaxy in terms of what is descending from them. And that's the Arcturians. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Where do they come from? We don't know. We have no idea what the name of their planet is. Uh, we just know that they visit. They don't they don't give specific information as to exactly where they're from. Each individual species tends to be a little some are more free and some are more uh, shielded about their origins, their intent. The greys are very open, but the greys also have contradicted themselves multiple times. And sometimes their actions don't really line up with what they're saying they're here to do. Uh, so it's also hard to take anything at face value because we don't know that no know or can possibly know the motivations of these of these creatures of these species out out there in the galaxy. Now, the next one you, you'll both remember, it's a very simple one. The Nordics. These are the white supremacy aliens, six foot tall, long blonde hair, beautiful people, finely toned bodies. White supremacy aliens. Yeah, yeah. It's a, They're like, literally called the tall whites, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, some believe this is where the inspiration for the Scandinavians got their, uh, like the inspiration for their gods came from, where like Thor came from, where these interactions with the Nordics way back in the day. And so the uh, Nordic, uh, you know, they, the the deity system that they kind of fell in, in, in with is more molded after their encounters with these creatures. Um, and while the greys get a lot of a kind of attention when it comes to alien sightings here, the Nordics are a species that come into contact maybe as much or as regularly as the greys do themselves. But unlike the greys kind of leave behind traumatic experiences and these horrible, like, you know, very confusing memories. Uh, these guys are the ones that are more interested in the well-being of the human race, uh, way more than the greys are at the very least. And um, some eyewitness reports that have come in contact with the Nordics uh, have actually seen greys in the same craft as the Nordics. Which what are they doing in there? Like serving them like yeah, they only seem in passing because usually when you get taken up by a ship, you know, no matter what the the race is, usually you're you're very restricted on where you can go. You're kind of brought somewhere and you're locked in, so you only get glimpses of stuff. But an extra, I mean, is it like a caste system vibe? Like, is it like they're subservient? That, that, so that's actually the one of the leading theories is that the Greys themselves may actually be created servants or slaves to the Nordics, and that's why they are more. By, by uh, more more uh, technology than than biology in terms of gr the grays, they're like more cyborgs. You don't think it's like I don't even want to say subtle racism. <laughs> it is like the space white guys yeah. are the good guys, yeah, and, and the lizard slaves. people and the gray people and everyone else, the Flatwoods monster, whatever. They're all those are all the bad guys, and it's the space white men they are going to save us. That's like. <laughs> 
you know, it's, it has a it's weird not, vibe to it that I'm not. I'm well, like, there, not are, a great there are other peaceful aliens. We're going to talk about that. And it's the idea of Nordics existed before before racism. I don't no, think no, so. Not before racism. But so. we will say that Hitler and the Nazis really took and like co-opted the idea of like these these Nordic creatures. And obviously, over time since then, too, their own lore has been warped by our own people to be more and more fitting racist uh stuff so it's 1000 percent important to be very aware that of course racist stuff is being co things are being co-opted by racists and so on and using as a messenger to push their own message like it's just there's legends of like perfect people yes. that come from the heavens like so i get it i understand it but it like just the way the story is is told is like well yeah there's exactly. a bunch of aliens and the only good ones are the white aliens it has a very like white man's burden vibe to it of like it's uh, we have to take we have to take care of the galaxy yep us white aliens have to take care of the galaxy because they can't take care of themselves and so we're gonna fly down there and poke talking about butts. the federation I mean, <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> to, to kind of warp it back to what uh, Alex brought up, but um, yes, that is a possible explanation is that they're a caste system, that they are created, and that's why they lack empathy or emotion because they were created to be kind of this ideal butler servant species for the Nordics themselves, and maybe why the Greys themselves are looking to change their own DNA and interpret more, you know, human DNA into them simply just to make it to bring themselves closer to almost Pinocchio. You know, I want to be a real boy. I want to be not just this machine servant. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but that Nordics, again, pretty straightforward and pretty easy. We've talked about them in the past. Nothing much is, you know, to go over there. The next up on the list are the Pleiadians, which come from a bright star cluster, according to them, known as Pleiades, and are one of the beings in the Milky Way that also very closely resemble humans themselves. They're thought to be one of the alien races that are in contact with our planet, and you could be sitting in a room with the Pleiadian and not even know it, that they, they're just that human looking. A major difference between us and them, though, is that they are particularly sensitive to the psychic energies that are constantly streaming across the known universe. And this means that the best way, though, if you want to reach out to one and you want to meet in a Pleiadian, the theory goes and the method is meditation. Meditation with the singular focus of meeting a Pleiadian. And people have said through that meditation and sending out that signal because they are so sensitive to the psychic waves of the universe is that Pleiadians occasionally do show up and do respond to these wishes or the, I can't call it wishes, but this meditation and intent, this psychic call. 
Uh, so if any of you can meditate out there and you wanted me to Pleiadian, apparently they're very nice. Please do. I can't. I've tried to meditate. I just, my, I can't do it. But I've never met one before in all my travels. <laughs> Maybe you have though, and you don't know. That's very true. Yeah. I have had some magical interactions in my life. Exactly. Oh, let's, yeah. And we've all had some magical interactions in our life. It's part of, you know, being alive. Make you question if our reality is truly there. Perhaps it's a thin veneer that we merely need to pierce through with the assistance of drugs. All right. Let's move on to the next set of aliens here in our 12, this 12 species list. The Yayel. Y-A-H-Y-E-L. There's been a lot of talk about which race will be the first to officially disclose their presence to Earthlings. And one thing that a lot of UFOologists and alien experts seem to believe is that the Yayel might be the very species to make themselves known first. They are one of the alien races that are in contact with our planet and is, are known to be kind and loving and have been touted as the best beings to make first contact with due to their advanced and harmonious relationship with technology, something that obviously here on Earth, we are fully indulging in whether our, our uh, civilization is ready for what that kind of technology brings us socially or emotionally or not. I mean, look at just what Twitter has done. You know what I mean? Um, but they are a species that are harmonious with their technology. Typically, whenever an invention or a piece of technology comes about, it ends up co coming about as a weapon before anything else. And then eventually gets given to uh, civilians as more like a, a peaceful, like a peace thing. GPS is a good example of that. Um, and then we, we take care of our needy second, where the Yayel are the opposite. Their invention served their society first and weaponry wasn't something that that was their major uh, focus. Um, the Yael no space hippies. Yeah, they're very much space hippies. Exactly, that's a great way to look I'm at. I'm here it. for it. Yeah, I'm, they're probably the ones who were like, "We bring you drugs." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. man, I, man, it's those I, ones nice. from Toy Story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the drugs. The Yael themselves know that we are not necessarily the friendliest beings out there. So they take their time making themselves known by easing their way into our psyches with friendly UFO sightings, such as the 1999, uh, March 1997 sighting, the Phoenix Lights. What? They One of the greatest. claim that they were responsible for- They claim that's this? That's their claim, according to, the according, to... Met, according to the people who have met with them. The so people they claim met that them? they claim. Yeah, so they, those people they claim, claim that they claim. Someone claims that the Yael have claimed that they are the ones that claim responsibility. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we got there because yeah, yeah. you said they claim well, that know, they did this. And I let we're, you know. we're assuming that these things are real in this part of the episode. This is they claim they we're, did this. We are playing the role of believer here, and so in the re, the role of believer, I you know they are the ones that are responsible for the Phoenix Lights. They gave what thousands of people across the U.S. in Arizona a huge spectacular light show in the sky, and there's still video out there of it that's really old and really like you know VHS late '90s of what you can see the lights in the sky. Like that's the Phoenix Lights happened. That's what it was. We don't know. We can't. I would love to say aliens, and I personally maybe even believe that it may have been, but we don't know what the Phoenix Lights were. Um, but the Yael, these space hippies, yeah, that's what they that 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 apparently was them, and they're. They're taking it really slow because they don't want us to start throwing bombs or something at them, I imagine. Now, we get to move on to one of my favorites, the Anunnaki. 
Planet X? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shut you up. do Shut know up. the Anunnaki. I do. I mean, I know this. Yeah, I this know it like, real. If the grays are like your base level, the Anunnaki are like the next step down, I think, in terms of we're like... We're down the iceberg. We're like that YouTube video where it's like the alien iceberg. Exactly. What was the name of the, what was the, name of the human cousin ones? Uh, the Sasani. So do you think the Sasani and the Anunnaki have like sort of like uh, linguistic similarity in the names no the autonaki suck they're assholes yeah these are not good people these are not good aliens i mean they they are planet x bro they're related (laughs) right the way well we'll we'll talk about who the autonaki are and where they come from so the autonaki specifically a really good example is like what did we do when we colonized planet earth that's kind of what the Anunnaki do now. <laughs> and that's what they what? And that's what they apparently did to Earth when they arrived on Earth. They came from Planet X, aka Nibiru, an almost mythical planet that some scientists believe rotates around our sun on a very wide elliptical orbit. And that, when it comes back, we're all doomed. <laughs> uh, and it goes so far out into the expanses of space before coming back in for a close shave with our sun. Uh, this crazy elliptical orbit is what makes its presence so hard to prove. However, the presence of the Anunnaki have been noted down in texts that date back to the Mesopotamian cultures, Jesse. They are believed to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth like all the others. Aliens. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, just aliens. 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 Yeah. Uh, on Nibiru's la- last brush with the planets of our inner solar system, it actually crashed into another rock and the resulting collision collision created a planet that we now call Earth. They may be the origins of, of where this planet even came from. And while their planet was here uh, uh, for a few of the Anunnaki, uh, when the, their planet was here, a few of the Anunnaki, you know, kind of like jumped off their world and went to our planet and onto ours in search of a yellow element that they coveted called gold. They simply wanted the gold out of Earth. So... If you they wonder, called like, it gold. Why is gold so valuable? Like in they our know system? it as gold too. What was that? They know it as gold as well. Well, we it's the yeah. They what's the I don't know if they call it gold, but we call it gold. That's like the element they're right. here for. They're like stripping and taking the planet. I would. I thought love you were it. saying gold is an alien word. I was like, okay, yeah, no, yeah. I would love it if if like hey, if you're out there and you're like an Anunnaki guy and you write books and stuff, give us some sort of like BS about how. Why is the elemental symbol for gold AU, but it's called gold? I just make up yeah. a thing about how that's what the aliens called it. I People would buy it. People it's would true. buy it, bro. Just put it out there. It's true. But that should also, that's also part of, uh, you know, answers for, for people who believe in this particular theory that gold in our, in our world is so valuable. Not because <laughs> it's like useful for healing or any of that shit. It's because the Anunnaki desire it. And so we desire it. And they are... They technically, the reason we work our day-to-day sock, you know, our day-to-day jobs, working our asses off all day long, isn't, you know, because we are trying to improve our society. It's simply that we are forced labor for the Anunnaki on some level, and we are simply trying to produce what the Anunnaki want so badly, uh, which is gold. And that is why we kind of exist in a society that is formed like us. If you believe that the Anunnaki are the reason our planet even exists or not. Now, you may notice that there, even in this list of 12, there's multiple different theories as to how we came about, all of them different and in line with a different species. And that's because every single one of these alien species gives different answers as to their history and a reason we can't really trust them if they actually exist. Okay, Anunnaki out of the way. 
Are we ready for the next one? Or my this one's like it's a short one, but it's fun. You said the Anunnaki were your favorite ones. I know, but these are fun because they're so fantasy like, and I like. Okay. Can I uh, just really quickly want to interject because I had to look this up. Yeah, yeah. Gold production in the universe. Gold is thought to be produced in supernova nucleosynthesis from the collision of neutron stars. Mm-hmm. That is the coolest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I love, I love that. <laughs> I love that gold is neutron stardust. That's actually awesome as hell. I wonder, is it, is it rare then, I wonder? And considered, you know, in the size of the universe, I wonder if it's a rare... Current asterisk... Current astrophysical models suggest that a single neutron star merger uh, could generate between three and 13 Earth masses of gold. Jesus. Damn. That's crazy. That's still that fucking like a metal lot, as hell. So yeah. sick. That's Yeah, that's so cool. All right. That. Hey, gold. You, you know what? Gold, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it just looks pretty. That's why people. But like now that I know it's neutron stardust, I'm, I. Maybe there is something we don't understand about it. I might it. need to get Maybe. me a big hunk. Yeah, a big hunk of gold and start running some science experiments on it. That's yeah, that. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's cool as hell. The next race we're going to talk talk about are the Alpha, Dra- uh, the Alpha Draconians. You remember we Shut talked? Up. Yeah, we did. Shut I think up. we did talk this, about them it, in that episode. This but. literally is uh, Jupiter ascending. <laughs> these are these are like the bad guys that like this is absolutely what this is. Shut up. The Alpha Draconians actually came before the Anunnaki for the exact same reason: minerals on our planet that they wanted, and they were stripping our planet of it before the Anunnaki swung by. They're standing up at up to twenty-two feet tall. These crazy looking monster aliens are made up of pure muscle and genuinely just resemble dinosaurs or dragons. Uh, You can imagine that they were very unhappy when the Anunnaki showed up and took over, but they are still active in our planet with puppets placed in high echelons of government as they bide their time in an attempt to take over from the Anunnaki once again. So they are just waiting for their opportunity to flip the script on the Anunnaki and take Earth back for themselves. They were here first. They really, they really, my God, that entire movie is like soft disclosure, baby. It, I mean, I almost believe like this is, I feel like they found a webpage that listed all this stuff and they included it, but it's not hard to find. There's a list out. There's many lists out there. That all Everything you said so far, I feel like is from that Jupiter ascending crazy. Yeah. Crazy that I still think about that movie. Not a good movie. It's still following it us. All it's the following time. us everywhere we go. I say genome right? engineered like way more than I want <laughs> to. Genome engineered. <laughs> we have to do a rewatch of that for rotten popcorn one day, just because. Oh my god. Since it's amazing. so similar, it's like the fucking. Like, I know uh, it really is like very similar to this. All right, these are one of the more I would say the second best known, right next to Grays on this list, the reptilians. They are, I, I would say, Alex, that they, maybe you disagree, but they're up there in terms of like equally knowable in terms of like your layman. I don't even think they're necessarily like, I'm, it's cool that they fit into this myth, but I think the famousness of reptilians goes beyond UFA, UFO, UFO uh, like freaks and goes way into like, you know, a whole other type of paranormal sort of. Mm-hmm person like yeah people who believe like the government is reptilians probably don't yes i believe some people think they live inside the earth instead and are like you know just sort of like 
prehistoric creatures i don't know yeah uh yeah so that that brings up a good point is like some of these aliens or a lot of these alien species are also recognized and known outside of this theory like grays are you know gray encounters happen to people who don't believe or even know about this theory so while you're going to get the reptilian and gray description you're getting them in context of this theory there are other theories that the reptilians were the first terrestrials and lived on this earth and underground and they still kind of exist and stuff but in in context of the 12 alien theory, that's not the believed uh, theory of what they are. Uh, actually, what the reptilians are in this particular, uh, you know, in this particular theory is that they're also genetically engineered bipedal workforces created by the Anunnaki who were there to work the Earth before anything else really happened. So the reptilians are like the greys of the Anunnaki? Yes, in a way. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of look at them. They were just like a slave force for them. Um Again, we know them as reptilians. They're scaly, standing to about the size of a human being, and they were driven underground by the Anunnaki, where they are still said to reside today in a network of complex underground tunnels. But they are not believed to be from Earth originally. There's another one where the reptilians are believed to be the first inheritors of Earth, and aliens swung by, and this story, the Greys, took up some apes, you know, did a lot of years and years and years of like Took genetic modification, kind of had a war with Took the reptilians, won, and then we were allowed to kind of propagate on Earth as the reptilians were driven underground. In both stories, though, the reptilians end up getting driven underground via combat. So that's kind of like a linking, a linking uh, thread between both versions of their origins, so to speak. You got you got following right now. Alex looks a little confused. Let's make sure you know we we got you on the same page. It just is reminding me so much of like Doctor Who right now. Yeah. Like, I, this is like yes. this is yeah. like we're getting like into the de the depths of like some like Dragon Riders of Pern type, just like you know, just like a long fantasy series lore. Like this is starting to sound a lot less like a theory and a lot more like <laughs> like a uh, like how could this be a theory? Well, if you're yeah. if you're the adventurous type. You know, there are stories that entrances to their caves and tunnels are but all over the, the deserts. Is, and then is you the could, theory that it's all true? All of this, this is, is one in this, theory? Yes, in this 12 alien racist theory, the things I'm going through are all supposed to be fact. The, the and biggest apparently they had point. a giant kegger at this hotel <laughs> and humans showed up so and no, they were again, like, this, uh -oh. I'm going over this because when we do go over the Coronado, we talk about greys, the bugs, reptilians, all of these things show up to different people all in the same night. And they all have wildly different experiences. It's nuts. It's, like it's a, a monster mash of story. aliens. That's what I'm saying. What? I was at wild. a hotel and President Clinton was there. And I had two jizz, but I was in my room. But it's, it's I all, had to meditate. I know this is insane. And we're not saying the Coronado, uh, uh, the Coronado, Coronado experiences fall under the 12 racist theory but the easiest way to get all 12 of these races in your head is just by going through the theory so that you can at least recognize them when we talk about them in terms of the experiences next week oh baby it's like an old school aliens episode this is i'm like i feel like i'm raining in a lot of things here we gotta we gotta try and keep focused here thank you to butcher box for sponsoring this episode I, you know, it's crazy to me that August is almost done. And not that that means grilling season is done. It's not. Still got quite a ways to go for grilling, especially out here in Texas. But the time has been flying by and I've been wistful upon which my favorite meats that I've grilled this summer and which one is my favorite. And I think the question is simple. I'm a simple boy. 
I love me some burgers. And the beef that they send me in these boxes is so freaking good. You should be adding some of the power players to your grilling lineup as well. And ButcherBox is the subscription service that delivers that high quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. You choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a man of convenience, and this is one of the most convenient ways to get some of my favorite foods. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of that high-quality meat right to your home with free shipping for the continental U.S. There's no antibiotics or added hormones. It's all packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. You can customize your own box or you can go with one of their pre-made ones. Either way, you kind of get exactly what you're looking for. All this for less than $6 per meal on average. Delicious 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Have I said that already? Because I just needed to remind you. The summer's not over, so get your summer still sizzling with this special butcher box deal for our listeners. Free bacon for life of your membership, plus $100 off. That's right. For the length of your membership, you have free bacon for the life of it plus $100 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com chill and use code bonus100 to get one pack of free bacon in every box for the life of your membership, plus $100 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com chill with code bonus100 to claim this deal. So the reptilians themselves, like I said, if you're adventurous enough, you supposedly, you know, there's entrances to their tunnels and caves all around Earth. You might even see like a skeleton hanging on a stick as a warning not to enter these tunnels as like their way of, of making sure nobody trespasses. But if you do, the stories are you just don't come back. You don't know what happens. You just disappear into these places and then you're gone. Bye bye. Missing 411. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, probably not, <laughs> but maybe something, but maybe something. All right. Next up are, a, I don't remember, I think we talked about them in our first episode, but it's it's been so long. These are the Nomos. N-O-M-M-O-S. Nomos. Uh, Jesse Nomos. looks baffled. As in uh, these are... Nomo humans. A, yeah, it sounds like one of the things that like someone would call someone in Harry Potter. It's like, like don't hang out with the Nomos, Potter. You know? It's like the first bit of a like mo your mama joke. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no mama. These alien species chose to interact with certain tribes on Earth that they just happened to kind of get along with better. The Scandinavians, you know, had the Nordics. Uh, the tribe of indigenous Mali in Northern Africa had the Nomos, who hailed from the brightest star in our sky, Sirius. The Dogons, which is another species of, of alien that apparently interacted with, uh, with the Earth. The Dogons. New centuries before modern science caught up that Sirius is actually made up of three stars and they even know, uh, knew how long it took for Sirius B to go around Sirius A. Wait, this, uh, this might be the name of the tribe. Let me just double check. Dogons. Oh, yeah. No, the Dogons were a tribe. This is an actual group of people and these are the people that interacted with the aliens. So according to, to my research here, I just lost where I had. There it is. That the Dogons themselves knew centuries before actual modern science that Sirius was made of three stars and they even knew how long it took for Sirius B to go around Sirius A. Um, people believe that they were millennia away from inventing, obviously they were millennia away from inventing devices powerful enough to see Sirius close up. So it makes they, for some wonder if that's why they believe they had visitors from this section of the galaxy, galaxy specifically the Nomos, who informed them of all this stuff, which is why they knew about it. 
that all clicked we we, we settled on that sure because now we're going to talk about jesus christ oh nope i knew that was what was coming next nope <laughs> sonata also known as jesus christ who was the commander of the Ashtar Galactic Command Flying Saucer Shut Fleet? Shut up! Shut up! Can I finish this, please? Is this from Rogue Squadron? I think I read this. No, no, no. This is this is this is our history. This is very important to who we our are as history. a human species. Yeah. Okay. So Jesus's real name is Sananda. Uh, he is the commander of the Ashtar Galactic Command Flying Saucer Fleet, known as the Airborne Division of the Brotherhood of Light. Uh, that is okay. what his galactic <laughs> fleet is known as. Um, in addition, uh, a person by the name of Lorene Altieri. Had reveals, has revealed the names of and channeled information from some of the other prominent beings who she says travel with Commander Sananda, Pallas Athena, Ashtar, and Vrillin on the saucers of the Ashtar Galactic Command Flying Saucer Fleet. The people who fly in that fleet are Aleph Nero, who's the main commander, Aaron Alaje James, sub-commander of one of the wings of the fleet. Working Aaron with James? <laughs> Alage James, Aaron, Aaron. Alage James, who's the sub commander of this fleet, uh, of one of the wings of the fleet, James, J-A-M-E-S. The Earth yeah, name James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a person. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's or somebody that visited Earth and, and kind of looks human. Uh, he's working with a human from Earth in this wing. And the human's name is Miss Megan Sebastian, who's visiting Earth to raise the consciousness of humanity and uplift the vibrations of planet Gaia and Agartha also known as Megha, or Meg from Alcorn, contributing to the stability and peace over the planet Ohm, and the princess slash prayer maiden of the planet Anova. You get all that. This is very important. Uh, Megan is a very important person. She's right now here raising the vibrations of our system. Understood? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. We're, we, this might not matter in the Coronota episode, but it might not. it's just, we, we're so deep into this, we're going through the rest of it. It might not, yeah, <laughs> might not uh, matter. The, the other person flying around with them is a, a Corton, who's a captain of the Flying Saucer, the fleet communications officer in charge of maintaining subspace communications for the fleet. His name is Michael Tecumseh Martin. <laughs> There's Esola, a captain of the Flying Saucer Starship number 77, Merku of the planet Alcorn, sub-commander of one of the wings of the fleet. Soltek, captain of the geophysics science survey flying saucer known as Phoenix. Voltra, the space psychologist who monitors the vibratory level of humanity. Klala, master of force dynamics. Haton, who monitors events on Earth for the Galactic Hall of Records at the Galactic Core, and the Lady Master Athena, the twin flame celestial wife of Maha Chohan, Altairi teacher that the Lady Master Athena often personally accompanies Commander Sanada on board his command flying saucer. This is the movie Eternals. <laughs> Again, soft disclosure. That's all it is. It's just soft disclosure as the Eternals. So that is all people who are known and kind of fall in, in line with uh, the Nomos, people who've come, you know, visited. And there's a whole fleet kind of watching over the planet with How all of these people. They? And the reason we know all of these names is because Lorena Theory channeled all that information via a higher vibrational being and gifted us this information on Earth so that we may start to align ourselves with those who are beyond us in technology and psychic evolution. Whoo! I... I cannot, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, believe we wasted any of our life on that. 
It's not the done fact yet. That I'll Wasted. never get those this, minutes back. No, this is information I'll never that get is those now minutes in back, your brain. And now I know that spaceman James, <laughs> admiral of the second fleet of the Acadians or whatever. <laughs> F it, I hate it so much. I hate it so. Much. I've never hated anything as much. No, I'm gonna let you know. We just have to. This is this is on the side of the green stone is a more viable story than that. <laughs> Listen, we're just, I, like, we that, are going in the deep, the deep, deep, deep theory world right now. That okay? is a person who needs genuine help <laughs> and has been allowed to speak about aliens when they need someone to actually talk to, like really to like medication, something that is nonsense. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so I, I want oh you to know God. that just, you know, I got to cover my own ass at this point. I don't believe in this theory. Jacques Vallée doesn't believe in this theory, but it's just a if I fun... knew it was this easy to just convince people. I'd be like, yes, well, I communicated with Zorga Bluff, <laughs> the 12th commander of the 13th Legion of the Dude, space. That's a fake name, not like Klala. Klala and Zorga Bluff are best friends. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, man. My Zorgoloth. head hurts. This is like I had to counterbalance last week, man. I needed to go the opposite God, direction. I, you know, even. I need to rebuild my it faith. It just feels in the so much like the sword of Shannara. Like it's just, it's just, it's literally <laughs> just like a book. Like there's no yes. Like is, it's like I'm starting to like track like character growth. Like what's going on? Like what's going on? Here? <laughs> uh, well, you, you won't have to, yeah. no character growth next week. Just we'll be using this list of aliens as a frame of reference. When it comes to those other aliens, genuine question, yeah. genuine question for Sonata is Jesus. Sonata, yeah, Commander Sonata. Sonata how do you feel of about the, of the Astrogalactic Command Flying Fleet, the Airborne Division of the Brotherhood of Light? Right. So does that interfere with any sort of like first contact scenarios or anything? Where it's, it's like, is there any prime directive where you've now created two thousand years of religion? <laughs> well, I mean, is that upsetting to you, or why do you feel about that, Space Commander? <laughs> you might have to talk to the Space Commander specifically about I'm, that. I'm reaching out. I'm sending out sonic vibrations. No, that's going to attract uh, the other one. <laughs> that one's going to attract the uh, the Space nice ones. Space Commander. Yeah, we just got to attract the nice ones. Well, okay, in this in this this theory, there is a giant galactic civilization. This this giant galactic government, and we are supposed to not be being fucked with. But there are aliens that either are not but part of the galactic so federation. Or not? No, just like just a part of the. You're correct, and like a part of their law system is not to fuck with other species that you know they have no they have no control or power over. Like they, we are supposed to be left alone until we're ready. We're just if we blow ourselves up, then so be it. We blow ourselves up. We're just you are. There is according to this government system a prime directive life belief, but that the Greys don't obey it and a few others don't obey it. Like it's don't just something that is ignored. It. Right, but the tall whites do for sure. They're perfect. They don't do mm, anything. Yeah, wrong. they definitely They're do. Perfect. They definitely There's nothing do. wrong with them. Well, that's the thing is like, why are the Nordics <laughs> coming anyway? Well, the, the theory there is that while most of the Nordics do obey that law, there are some of those that think that the danger is too great that they just stay, somebody needs to get there and pass along the actual message so that humanity can kind of wake up and steer away from the way the greys are kind of taking us because the, they don't want to go after the greys because it'll start a huge galactic war and that'll mean deaths of billions and billions and billions of lives and they don't want that either so they're trying to play the political game instead of the war game of like feeding us information to help us wake up while the greys and reptilians are kind of breaking the galactic agreement you know there's a lot going on they're doing out a great there job. We, they've been really killing it the last few yeah, thousand yeah. years <laughs> It's waking just the up humanity. they're doing great yeah, the people that the, the nordics tend to choose are just not the most trustworthy isn't that people, so funny how that That's always works really, in weird, <laughs> weird weird judgment problem uh weird Those judgment problem. Okay. Rascals, last, last but not least on this list 
of the 12 alien races are none other than the blue meanies. avians. Yeah, the blue meanies. The blue, blue avians? Avian, av avians, like, you know, like, like dead avian, ass, like like dead ass the bird from no, Breath yeah, of the yeah, Wild. Yeah. They're, well, they're also known as the Space Alliance and have been known to be that visiting is a Warhammer Earth race. Since <laughs> Don't even fuck with me. The Space Alliance. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> they oh are supposedly God. have been visiting since the ancient Egypt times and have been said to be involved with the construction of some of ancient Egyptian architecture. Not all of it, just some of it. And they are. To be, they look like eight foot tall blue humanoid bird creatures. They tend to speak telepathically and tend to make introductions through dreams using a form of sign language. They may even use light through physical touch to communicate as well, but we don't really know. They will typically make physical contact after they have been invited to appear in the physical reality. I invite you to appear. I invite you, blue avian, any blue avian, even the asshole blue avian, I invite you to appear. Come on down. <laughs> Come out to the coast. We'll have a good time. Now they get a, they they only will come into the physical reality via invitation. And when they arrive, they tend to arrive in giant blue spheres of light as a form of transportation and can teleport at will to our planet. Unlike the various other different alien species, these do not abduct humans in any way and do not seem to have any intention or invasion. They simply want to have an open conversation with people acting as guides to human ascension and spiritual evolution. So they're kind of like thought you're gonna say an open relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're kind of like you know they're they're the uh, the uh, another kind of like space hippies, but to me they're more neutral than anything else. They're just more interested in conversation than giving us a positive message and trying to steer us in a general direction. We're like a curiosity to them in in a lot of ways. Now you might be asking yourselves, I didn't hear anything about freaking mantises and bugs. Well, that's because the mantises and bugs fall under nomos, as the nomos are like. Uh, multiple They're all kinds of fucked up types the of aliens that form. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's that. That's that's all that matters. Um, but that, boys, is the re-rundown of something we haven't covered in almost five years. Uh, one that is hopefully a little bit more detailed and involved than the last time we talked about this. The 12 alien species that are, I guess you would call them most well-known. Did we do 12? That was 12, baby. That was 12. You just forgot. You just forgot some of them because they were minor characters in the plot, and they're less important. Yeah, yeah like to the, the Alpha plot. Draconians were yeah, really, less really quick. To the plot. Alpha right, Draconians, right. the Pleiadians were really fast. You know, they're basic stuff. Gotcha. Um, and if you decide to look into some of these species outside of the context of the twelve, each one of these has a vastly different origin or history. If you look at them as individuals outside of the context of this really fantastical space government multi-war political world that this has put them in. Um, they still, a lot of these exist outside of this, especially the greys and the reptilians. Um, but we will not be worrying about the galactic whatever in the next episode. The only thing I need you listeners to remember are just the species themselves and what their general MO is, as we'll be looking at that in detail in the actual Coronado experiment uh, experience next week here on Chaluminati. And that's where we'll wrap this episode oh, up, wow. gentlemen. There we go. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're done. 
we're already over an hour. That went that like, took longer than I was expecting. I was I was ready, man. I was ready to move into the episode one, part two. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. We'll be back next week with some more aliens. Is that palate cleanser that so many people have been wanting? I hope you guys enjoyed. We're off to do a mini so double feature for Patreon.com slash Illuminati Pod because you guys are. We didn't get to get you one last week, so you get double this week. And uh, we'll see you over there again. Patreon.com slash Illuminati Pod. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.